Hello and welcome to Elagan Whiteboard Friday. Today we will look at something called a founders agreement, which is an important piece of document or an agreement between all the founders of the startup. This is typically done at a very early stage, either during the incorporation or post immediately post incorporation. This document also comes up for due diligence whenever you are raising your next round of funding. So let's look at what are the uh, what exactly does this document contain and when does this become critical? So if you are a, a related founders, things like a husband, wife, or a uh, or a father, son, or a brother, brother startup, then this document may not be too critical if your relationship is really strong. Uh, otherwise, whenever uh, multi like friends or even uh, uh, unknown people come together or colleagues come together to form a startup, it is a very critical document. We have seen cases where people have fallen through for various reasons. It could be change in their priorities or it could be like uh, some social pressure or difference in opinion after working for a few weeks or months uh, that people do split. And if uh, founder agreement has not been uh, executed, the risk factors uh, becomes very high for the continuing founders because uh, the outgoing founder may not be able to, uh, may not be interested in giving you the stakes in the company. Now, typically founders control a lot of stake in the company. So if you are a three founder company, then most probably you will have 33% each kind of a distribution. So imagine a scenario where uh, somebody is quitting the company in say a one week to one year, two year, whatever, or few months or few weeks, uh, and they control the 33% of the company. And uh, you continue to work on a company and grow the company and he continues to, he or she continues to reap the benefit. This also poses challenges because as you raise the uh, funding rounds, and you reach out to investors, they would not be probably interested into uh, investing into a company where uh, uh, there is one founder which has already moved on and still controls a lot of stake into the company. So that's why founders agreement are critical and typically if you are raising an investment from an uh, institutional or a professional investor, this is a document that they would insist that should be executed before they put the money. So let's look at what exactly a founder's agreement consists of. So the first and foremost thing is a vesting schedule. So basically uh, uh, by virtue of uh, what we call during incorporation, you allot shares to uh, to the founders. So as, as we discussed, like if it's a three founder company, you would probably have 33% each of the company. Now, uh, this becomes uh, the property of the founder because uh, they have paid for it, although at a face value, but that is what the value was when you incorporated. Uh, now, once you have bought the shares, this becomes the property of the founder and by law, you cannot claim rights over the property of anyone without their consent. So it's something like if you go ahead and buy the stock of any public listed company like Reliance or Google or anybody else. So once you have bought the shares, nobody can take away those shares unless you agree to do so. So the vesting schedule basically uh, covers that very critical aspect which says, okay, uh, you have the shares, but it is still a 
under a vesting schedule. So typically it could be a four to seven year vesting schedule. And please note that uh, whatever vesting schedule you agree on, uh, the investors might make a change and do a reset of meter of the vesting meter when they are putting in money. So something like a founder's lock-in for next four to five years uh, could start uh, from the point the investor comes in. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the most common standard is generally between four to seven years. So depending on your scenario, you could pick whatever is a good vesting schedule. So it could be both a time-based vesting schedule and also a milestone-based vesting schedule. So whenever uh, you link all the holdings of the founder linked to a vesting schedule, if somebody is quitting, uh, say for example, after six months, so what uh, uh, what the founders agreement captures is they agree that all the shares which are not unvested which are unvested or kind of which is linked to this vesting schedule will be given back either to the company or to the continuing founders depending on what you have agreed on into the founders agreement uh, so so that's where a, a, a important thing comes key here while signing the agreement, the founders are agreeing that they would give back the shares at face value or fair value. So there are multiple aspects. We'll discuss about it in detail. But that's what, so they agree. And so, so even though if it is their asset, they do agree that if they are quitting the company, they will give back those shares. And based on that, if any founder is not uh, agreeing to give shares while quitting the company, then you have a valid legal claim where you can uh, reach out to appropriate authorities and then file a case uh, for claiming stake on the uh, unused shares or the unvested shares kind of thing. So that's why founders uh, agreement, this is one of the most critical aspect. Rest all are also important, but this is one of the most critical aspect for which founders have to agree into a founders agreement. The second one is uh, uh, related to uh, sale of shares. So if somebody wants to sell the vested shares that they have, so what are the terms and conditions that you have to go through? So one is the right of first refusal. Then there is tag along rights, drag along rights. And we have covered these topics in detail in other Whiteboard Friday videos. So please feel free. It's uh, uh, again repeating the same thing may not be best in the interest of time. But uh, these are standard clauses and these are also generally there uh, in a founder's agreement. The third thing that is important is the roles and responsibilities. So this document, uh, either you can enter into a separate employment agreement uh, with the company uh, as founders, or you can define in detail the roles and responsibility of each uh, each founder what they would be handling how things would be handled within the company and uh, what kind of like when there would be a board approval required or if there is a consent of minimum these many people needed all those things can be covered into a founders agreement uh, or uh, if you are not covering it in too much detail then you can probably look at a separate employment agreement where you can cover all these roles and responsibilities in detail same thing goes for uh, NDA, non-compete or solicitation. So again, founders being one of the special persons, they hold too much strategic information, inside information, 
market insights, uh, uh, technology code base details, all those things with them. So in case if somebody is moving out, you try to restrict them uh, uh, on a couple of fronts. One is a non-solicitation. So that is like they would not be taking uh, the employees or vendors or customers and or any other stakeholders with them into whatever they are planning to do in the new venture. There is a non-compete clause which is very important. So basically you restrict them to work on something very similar to what the startup was working on. And this is critical because as I mentioned, uh, founders hold a lot of uh, valuable insights and insider information, strategic data and all. So it's, it's not very tough for them to probably roll out another competing startup in a very short span of time. So, so that's where a non-compete clause comes. And NDA is a standard NDA that they would not be disclosing any details and stuff. Um, then it also covers aspects about transfer of shares. So you may not be selling your shares, but you may gift it to somebody else. So there has to be restrictions around it again. If you are uh, restructuring it, uh, all your holdings into a separate holding company or something, then it is a different issue. Otherwise, transfer of shares also is governed uh, through a founder's agreement. And there has to be appropriate ROFR or uh, tag along and drag along things to be considered before you allow transfer of shares. It also covers how a future equity investment should be uh, uh, handled like uh, what kind of approvals would be needed is there a process to be followed uh, what kind of investors so all details about uh, like getting an approval from the board of directors or among the founders unless all the founders don't agree you will not be raising money so those kind of things is what uh, you could agree on please note that founders agreement is valid up till uh, uh, the next round of funding where you enter into a separate shareholder agreement uh, with the investors and we have covered that topic in much more detail in another uh, video. Uh, so shareholder agreement also covers kind of lot of these uh, points which a founders agreement uh, covers. So typically the lifespan of the founders agreement is up to the shareholder agreement because beyond that the shareholder agreement takes precedent until that time the founders agreement is valid so any important point that investor wants to include from the founders agreement they would also make it part of the SHA and then from that point onward that SHA continues to be valid it's again the same thing that same SHA is valid up to the next round of funding again where you enter into a fresh set of SHA so, so that's how a founders agreement is also there now depending on your uh, scenario or stage of uh, the startup there's something called an escrow account so for safety purpose that all the shares of the company although allotted to a founder could still be kept in escrow and they would be released from the escrow as and when the vesting continues to happen but again it costs money so depending on uh, what you think uh, is the right way that, that's another thing that you can be uh, part of the founders agreement. And then the last and uh, 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 another important point is uh, the various working like 
what kind of board meetings how it would happen um, what kind of approvals uh, you could even have dollar values and stuff like if anything any expenses that you are doing above a certain dollar value say for example ten thousand dollar or fifty thousand dollar then it would need approval from other founders or other directors so these uh, working day-to-day -day working relationships some amount of details around this more from a strategic perspective and a very broad overview should also be covered into a founders agreement uh, that's it on uh, founders agreement if you have any questions feel free to reach out to us at hello at thank you take care